Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So recently some people have asked me to teach them how to banter and give them banter lessons. And also if I would write an opening line to a lady on a dating app for them. And then I realized, whoa, I should be doing this for a lot of people, not just a couple people. So if you guys are interested in getting my help, learning how to banter, learning how to stand out from all the other dudes who are using openers like, hey, how's your Monday shaping up? And wow, you're beautiful. Because so many women hear that, and I'm going to help you not do that. So find me on this really cool new app called Instant Go. It's an app that allows you to get advice from professionals in a million different fields, and I'm one of them. So go there to instantgo.com slash Kristen Carney, that's K-R-I-S-T-E-N-C-A-R-N-E-Y, and hit me up for some help. We'll help you get the ladies, or at least a date. We will definitely get you a date. So come find me on instantgo.com slash Kristen Carney. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have somebody here who specializes in meeting beautiful model-esque and model-type women, and he's going to tell you how you can do the same. So keep listening. women. It's Kristen Carney, comedian, host of this podcast for a very long time here, of course, <laughs> with Marnie Kinris, uh, owner of wingirlmethod.com. And today we have a dating expert for the elite, so clearly for our listeners. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Johnny Cassell, thanks for joining yeah. us. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks Tell us about... I'm going to have you talk a little bit closer, though, yeah. to the mic. Oh, right. Yeah, we're going to... Because you're British, too. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can't understand you, so we need you to be extra loud. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's good. Thank Wait, you. So tell us about dating help for the elite. What does this mean? Well, typically, uh, a lot of my clients are of, you know, they're high net worth individuals. Okay. They've either come from privileged backgrounds or they've amassed uh, great wealth. Uh, by being very successful at what they do, they're now in a position where, you know, well, they've made the sacrifices in their dating and social life to be where they are. So now they bring myself and my team in to kind of increase the learning curve uh, in the areas that they've... You know what this tells me right off the get-go? That just because you have a gajillion dollars doesn't mean dating's going to be easy for you. It'll be yeah. easier being that you might be able to woo someone with things, but they're still looking for it's help. still challenges. Absolutely. Well, is that true, actually? Is it easier? Well, look, money definitely helps you get access to certain experiences, events, uh, but essentially you've got to know what the hell to do with it, right? Right. Like, and there's a lot of people that I know that they've, you know, some of my clients, they've never actually worked a day in their life. Right, I had bunch a bunch of assholes. Yeah, was, right. <laughs> in my head, it was like douchebags. Yes, yeah, so you work with assholes uh-huh. and douchebags. I, I had a client that you know he was uh, in a moment of depression, so he went to the casino. He maxed out two credit cards, and was his was, limit two hundred dollars on those credit cards, <laughs> like mine? Two hundred fifty grand he'd lost at the casino. Damn. Right, and but this is a guy that has no concept of money, 
And he wakes up every day and he's just sort of staring at the ceiling and he's behaving like a retired person because he has no purpose. I thought you were going to say retarded (laughs) person. And I was like, yes, totally. (laughs) So, you know, with with people like that, you've got to develop them in certain ways that they have an attractive lifestyle and they're waking up and they're, they're striving to be something and do something and develop ambition because for a woman... That's obviously most attractive, right? It doesn't matter right. how many notes you've got in, in your bank account. It's about that ambition. Right. Mm-hmm. Even if the ambition is to spend all the money that you have. In <laughs> at least fun, it's ambition. In, in a fun <laughs> that passion, I think he's pretty good at. In a fun fashion yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. No, but in like a fun way, aside from like, you know, staring at the ceiling, being retired and not knowing what but to do But at least it's a good looking right. ceiling no matter what. It's not oh, like they yeah. have that like popcorn ceiling like in my old apartment. if it is, they fix it. <laughs> yeah. In time, they'll fix it over. It's a nice ceiling. Make a popcorn again and get rid of it again. Um, so tell me what some of the major struggles are for a lot of these guys that they hire you for. Like, What are they, what are they asking well, I, I, you to help I, I, them with? Okay, so, you know, it's a, it's, they're not a special case, right? You know, they, they are just like, like us, you know, um, well, they, we don't they, know each other that well. You don't know what us is. <laughs> well, slowly, slowly. <laughs> I, think I've, I think I've made it clear. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they fall into the friend zone. They can't make their intentions clear uh, to the woman. They uh, are not attracting women with a, with a lifestyle that seems to be desirable, which is ridiculous because mm-hmm. they can. Um, they may not know how to dress. They may be just too square because they've lived the corporate lifestyle for so long. Um, you know their friendship no, circle. Typical, typical things. Yeah, this is. Yeah, everyone has these problems. This is like. What you know, are you What are you doing to make them less square? You know, or to help their dress, or. Well, help them express themselves. That's definitely mm-hmm. something that we do do with them. Like we do work on their style and their image, their presentation, their branding. Like get them in the mindset of like you are a brand, mm-hmm. and what message are you putting out there right now? And I really get them to think about that. And then I get them to think about what sort of women do you want to attract? So in a marketing world, it's like, what sort of audience do you want to attract through your shop window? If you look at social media, that's exactly how I describe it. I go, right, you've got to look at it like this. Like social media is like a high street, right? And every woman is just window shopping. When she's looking through the window, what is she seeing? You know, like, what are you communicating? Yeah. And if you haven't got, I mean, we're all in the online dating game. Right, wherever you're on, like Tinder, Bumble, or whatever new app is around the corner, if you're on social media, you're on the online dating game. So forget like this. Oh, I don't do social media. No, no, you get on there, man. Like we've got the tools today that have never been around uh, before, which celebrities have always had access to, and they're great publishing tools. So manage that space. You know, be a good shopkeeper and attract who you want. But I think. You need to spend time really building that archetype of the sort of woman you want, work out what her character traits are, um, you know, what she spends her time doing, and really understanding, um, which I really go into depth with, with is uh, Maslow's hierarchy, right? Which is our essential needs that we're drawn towards. So I get a lot of these guys That's to funny. actually... That's exactly what we talked about in the last episode. Oh, okay. really? Mm-hmm. Oh, how about that? Nice little carry-on. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really tapping into these, these things to communicate to our audience, like, Right, this is someone that I can see myself being with or having sex with or whatever, you know? You know what I think is a lot of the, I, I like to, I stereotype, that's like my thing. Mm-hmm. I judge and I stereotype. Very, very open-minded. Not to. And very open-minded. So hard away. But when I think of these elite dudes dating and they're having a hard time dating, they seem to go toward women that aren't classy women. They're women that are looking for money. And it seems like that's where they're going. And those women seem to, to me, jump that hierarchy of needs. So it's like, you know, the base of the hierarchy of needs is like, first you have like 
uh, food and water and then like shelter and whatever the order is. But it seems like these women, like they don't have all that stuff and they're immediately jumping to the highest point on the hierarchy of needs. And that's why they're going to these rich guys because it's like, it just seems, and basically what I'm saying with that is like, it doesn't seem like they're going toward a woman that would have a f- stable foundation mm-hmm. to then build a relationship towards. So are you trying to direct them right. toward no, women really that are point. more quality? Absolutely. So, you know, it's what's so stereotypical of these men is when they do get the ability, they just tend to, you know, go for the younger girl who right. hasn't really got much going on. Um, right. She's easier to control. Right. A lot of his decision is ego-based. And so by spending time with them building that archetype up, I mean, that's that's the essential thing I need to do because that's something they haven't done. So therefore, they just go back to default mode in terms of other oh, young girl. Right, you know? and it seems it seems just more of like the obvious choice. It's almost like right. there's, like for a woman, if there's something on the shelf and it's glittery, glittery and sparkly, we're going to go to that. And it seems like that's how the dude goes to the younger girl. And so it just seems like they're not going to have success. So are you finding these dudes are having success like with the women that you're kind of hooking them up with or are you seeing them kind of come and go a lot? I mean, you know, it depends what stage they're at, right? I, I had a guy that's yeah. been with me for some years now, and he just has me on an annual retainer, mm-hmm. and it's not just, it's not about meeting women anymore. It's about lifestyle. Like, in actual yeah. fact, like, my company's moved so far from being originally about, look, hey, I can teach you how to meet women on the street or in a club, to, you know, let's construct a complete tailored lifestyle. So, you know, meeting women is just a byproduct of what you're already enjoying. Right. And you know what? Like, that's the way it really should be. It should not be about, oh, you know, Sunday afternoon's free. Let's go and run around on Hollywood Boulevard and chase a couple of tourists down. Like, no, right. that's called sexual harassment, right? right. <laughs> that's, not, that's not cool. I mean, there is obviously a classy and tasteful way to do it. So I'm not, you know, completely dismissing that. But that's not my message. My message is to help guys meet women that are in align with their environments, uh, Align in, in align, align with their values yeah. Yeah. for the long run. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, so um, before you came here, my assistant had asked you what you wanted to speak about or what you what you could speak right. well towards. Um, and you had said uh, dating models and tens. And I forget what the other one was. A sexual communication. Is that what it was? Communicating your sexual desires. Right. So, yeah. okay. So let's let's talk about that. You want to talk I, about that? Yeah. I Are you ready? About, Aren't those just yeah. boners? Isn't that enough communication? <laughs> I communicated. There it is. Let's it's about body it. language. You reading it? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Read between these lines. That's really dumb. <laughs> um, well, here's the thing. And this is something I'm really sort of talking quite openly about with a lot of people right now. And I feel that you know, there's many reasons for divorce, um, but I feel like one of the big reasons for divorce is we are too afraid to communicate our desires inside the relationship. Therefore, we end up communicating them outside the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just want to be more vocal about this and give people strength and be brave about communicating what their desires, their fantasies are, and actually create a platform where they can actually explore that inside the relationship, not be judgmental. And it may be, it may be quite hard to hear like what, what someone actually has been thinking about. Yeah. These things don't have to necessarily be explored. It's just that if you oppress anything for so long, you eventually, it needs to come out, Yeah, right? and if, if you don't express it, then eventually when it comes out, it'll come out in the worst, most negative way. Mm-hmm. That's exactly my point. So it might be that, you know, just expressing those desires is enough. And you may not even right, want to, or your partner them. wants yeah. to act upon it. They just mm-hmm. want that relief of going, oh, I finally got that out of my chest. I'm, I feel like I'm not hiding anything. I can be my true self. Or I've heard it out loud and I'm like, what the fuck was I <laughs> Right? Because <laughs> the thing is, is that when things are in your head, it can manifest to all these different levels that 
you know, you can take it from zero to a a million quintillion because anything's possible inside your brain. But when you say it out loud, then it's real and you're like, oh, maybe I don't actually want to do this. Or maybe I really right. do want to do this. Or even more so, it's convincing you that, yes, this is something I want to do. Yeah, and I think, I think with that as well is I think like if like, you know, sex is like a big thing in your, in your life, in your relationships, then I think that's something you need to be qualifying someone on right from the get-go, right? And as crazy as this sounds, I mean, listen, I've just come out of a long-term relationship and, you know, the women that I'm talking to whether they're in the bar or whatever like a few sentences in i'm sexually qualifying because so, I mean, so what, do you, what does that mean, what does that mean? and how well, do you I do need that? to know if like you know their desires are on the same page and see how of, high your light can go <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's the qualification you know if you I say like, what's your sexual fantasy you'll right? okay and so if, wait this is right when you're talking to a girl in a bar for the first time yeah, I mean, I build rapport, and I feel like there's a lot of comfort going. I go, I'm really curious, mm-hmm. and I sort of slow down. And I kind of look them in the eyes, and I go, "What's your sexual fantasy?" Right? And some people, I mean, I a guy know. not asking me about my sexual fantasies yeah. in the bar. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right. But here, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Like, you'd be very surprised how people are very like relieved to actually open up about. Yeah, this. I mean, it's like Marnie always would used to talk a lot about um, awakening the primal brain, which right. basically means just hearing something that's different. Right. And so Breaking when you, pattern. if so, if you said that, I will be honest. So when I walked out and I, you're both very attractive men. So, um, there's a friend go. along here. here we go. Both wearing black and white, but in the opposite. So you guys are like a checkerboard. Like it's like, it's adorable. <laughs> Why did we not even see that? <laughs> um, I could upgrade it and say a chessboard, but I haven't known you long enough to give you that much credit. You know what I mean? So I'll go checkerboard. He's an elite coach. But he is an elite coach. But when I walked out, you're both very attractive. But when I, so I saw you first, the friend, and then I saw our guest second. And you gave me like a look of like, you looked almost like to me, it was like a James Bond spy look. Oh, stuff. Yeah, you did. And it's like, and I, and I knew you were British. And there's, of course, for American girls, we're like, ooh, Brits and like, it's the accent thing. But I think if someone like you were to ask me that, I would be okay with it because of the aura. Like you had this little, like your collars unbuttoned, but it, to me it doesn't read super douche because mm. sometimes that to me could read super douche, but right. you can pull it off, I think, in a classy way because I like your shoes and your okay. like tighter jeans. Keep, keep these coming. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> no, Where's the point here? No, but <laughs> what I'm getting to is that if someone like you yeah. said something like that to me, I would find it entertaining and interesting and funny and I would play with it and banter with you. But if another guy, the dude who maybe spe- smells like beef jerky, right, and like might not, not have that mind like space a New anyway. York Yankees, and all of a sudden he's like, "What are your sexual desires?" I would be like, <laughs> "Calling the cops, right like, <laughs> calling the cops." That's my biggest desire. Yeah. But, but here's the, cops. the deal, and it's it, you know, with that, it's about like you know, you have to you have to read people, you have to get to reading people, engage like, okay, like, is this person super conservative? Is she ready for me to drop this sort of comment? Or do, am I have to build a bit more rapport here? I, I think, but it's, get rid of the beef jerky I brand. think it's, yeah, <laughs> I think it's build the rapport, but it's also build something within yourself mm-hmm. also first before mm-hmm. you step into that zone. Because if beef jerky guy is just like, got a sh- one part of his shirt's untucked, the other part's tucked in, and he's just like, oh, what's your son? He hasn't gotten the charisma or the right, right energy behind it. Absolutely. It's about coming from that place of certainty, right? Because you women, like, you can just you can sniff a guy out that is is coming from a place of doubt. Yeah, and that's important. And a gas station, you can always smell them when they're coming from a gas. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can. Yes. Where are you meeting these guys? I don't, I'm not meeting anybody. I'm, these are all made up losers for me. But I will meet them eventually. I'm Tinder. sure. That's where she's yeah. finding oh, on. Yeah. No, I'm not on there anymore. 
<laughs> I can't. What, what, I can't. What's, what's the like the day nap that's really rocking over here in the U.S. now? Bumble. Bumble. Right? That's like the I think the the one. But a lot of people use like le- the league. The woman who's yeah. just here before you. Mm-hmm. She met her husband on the league. Oh, fantastic. And uh, and then I think. I think Hinge is maybe, and actually, I got an email from Hinge like two weeks ago saying I was up for being one of their most eligible in Los Angeles. Oh, smart marketing! But I didn't. Do, <laughs> I mean, I didn't do it on purpose. But it, it, I, I got an email. I haven't used Hinge in like a year, and I only used it for like two months. And they said that I had the like a very high amount of Swipe. likes and like f- positive feedback or something. And so I was thrown into the mix of. Maybe it's connected to your Uber. <laughs> Shut the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> it's just like, like five star in like your dates and stuff, right? Yeah. I want to. I want to. I want to talk about feedback. Um, <laughs> yeah, five stars got me there really quickly. Nice car. I, I want to tap clean. into what you were talking about, like because there's a lot of um, there's a misconception about uh, it being easy for Brits to come over here with American girls, and I think like yeah. you know, it's like if you have a certain edge about you, it will certainly give you attention, but it doesn't. Uh, define your success, and I just want to like put it's not that there out for the there. long haul, right? Yeah. You've got to be very skilled still about you know y- your game, your transitions, your ability to build rapport and trust. You know, it's mm-hmm. not, uh, it's the, not the, a walk the, in the accent park. is is a foot in the door. It is a foot it in is. the door. It and is. I yeah. before we started it taping, define your success. before we started taping, I said I went out on a date with a dude from London, and right. he was he was super cute and adorable, and but it didn't equate to chemistry or you know the right match. Yeah. yeah, by any means. Well, I wanted you to to continue um, some of the qualifiers of ways that you express your sexual desires or needs to women. Marnie, talk or, more into the mic. Sorry, yeah, um, where you qualify women. Well, like you know, if you if you're in a stage of life where you want to you know explore your sexuality, right, and I don't know, go go on try this, that, and the other out. You know, go to see sex parties or whatever it is. Right? There's a sex show downtown. By the way, is apparently. it is it uh, Dan, can at you the, get the details? convention I center? I don't know where it is, but somebody just told me about it because my birthday is coming up, and she's like, "Oh, we should go to the sex show." I was like, "Yes, <laughs> we should." Like a performance? It's, it's not like a ping pong show, like in Thailand, but I think it's like a voyeuristic experience where I don't know if people are actually like, like a strip like, like, penetration. I have no idea, <laughs> but I'll, I'll be finding out on my wow. birthday. Anyway, continue. <laughs> so I'm a bit kind of flabbergasted. What were we talking about? Qualifying. Uh, I can't remember. Oh, qualifying. Right. So yeah, like if you've got. Yeah, for example, say that you, you're in a stage of your life where you want to explore these parties or whatever, or uh, cliche, but have a threesome, right? Well, then you may just sort of include in your language when you talk to women, like, you know, what's the craziest thing you've ever done? And you go, okay, what about sexually, right? And if it's like, oh, I did doggy style, then you know, right? <laughs> it's not really, it's not on the same page, you know? So it's, it's about communicating that from the early stage of like, okay. How do you communicate then? Just talking threes a lot? I don't know. How do you, <laughs> how do you? Well, I, I, okay, so I basically um, talk about my philosophy about removing shame from communicating your desires and consequences and see how they respond to that, first of all, and see if that really resonates with them. And if that resonates with them, then I know that I can have more of an open conversation about sex and stuff that they've explored, stuff that I've explored, and see if there's anything that there's st- still that they would like to do, right? And then there's, it gives you a platform to think, oh, okay, this could be actually quite interesting. Like, right. Or this is, this, this, she's gone too far down the rabbit hole, this is too much for me. Right. You know? So I'm just really... Well, I'm not ready for that yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just want a threesome. I don't want... <laughs> <laughs> right, I don't want to be some guy jumping out the wall. By the way, it sounded right. like... Exactly. <laughs> it sounded like you said exactly. free some. And I was just like, I'd get it on that. Free. <laughs> the free some. <laughs> oh, I was like, what? So yeah, I'm just like, you know, I'm just... It's something that I'm really kind of like talking a lot about at the moment about it. Like, Come on, man. Let's just... Let's just... You know, because there's a lot of advice out there. It's like, oh, you know, it's about... You know, a good relationship is about communication. 
But what is that? So I'm just trying to unpack that a little bit more in different areas so people can really understand that a little bit more. Okay, well, that's helpful. Because what you're actually expressing is not even about being in a relationship. It's just an interaction between two people, whether you're in a long-term relationship uh, yeah. or you've met them and five minutes in, you're, 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 you're clicking with them in a certain way and saying, like, what is your fantasy? Yeah, but, and here's the thing as well. Like, you know, in, like, long-term relationships, like, you could experience some sort of monotony sexually as well. So, like, if you, you know, qualify well, someone. There's like, a yeah, reason yeah. Mono- things up. Yeah. There's a reason monotony sounds like monogamy. Yeah. Get yes. it? Continue. Mm-hmm. That's all. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a pretty good insight. Exactly. Monotony, well, monogamy. That, that is what happens in, until same. you do become a little bit more vulnerable and you can express certain desires. The problem is that some people don't even know what their desires are. So, for example, if yeah. you were to come up to me at a bar and say, what are your sexual fantasies? I would probably go, I don't know. Me just too. Just someone to like grab me and kiss me? <laughs> like, that's all that I would say. Yeah, but that's fine. And you, and you get women like that that haven't really like opened that area of their mind up. And you know what's really crazy? So this is like, by having these sort of conversations, like you can really help people as you well. You get them thinking. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. so I was in London and I was uh, at this juice spot, like Joe and the Juice. Do you have this here? Joe mm-hmm. and the Juice? Mm-hmm. It's like a juice spot. And, um, you know, some actually, some, some Saudi lady actually opened me. She was like 31. She, she, oh, do you know the Wi-Fi password? Or have you got a charge? Or some... Yeah, some crap. Yeah, typical like, line. Yeah, <laughs> like dropper pencil. Oops. What's the Wi-Fi password? Anyway, so I go, okay, so what's your story? Blah, blah, blah. Found out she's from uh, Saudi and um, found out she's 31 years old. She's a virgin. She was studying over in the UK but never had a date because she always attached guilt to doing such a thing. So I started really exploring the idea. I started talking about, you know, how does the woman feel when a guy brings in, you know, the other wife? in their culture. She goes, oh, we hate it, we hate it. I go, oh, interesting. I started uh, comparing it with, like, the Polly Morris sort of mm-hmm. like, relationships, and I, I, I was sharing her the, the concept of how that works. And I started using the same sort of language, like, what would you allow yourself to do if there were no consequences? What would you allow yourself to experience if you removed shame from the equation? And it was just like... They're like, those... I can't, I'm Jewish. Right. <laughs> but there was just like those group of words really unlocked a certain part of her mind and then I was somewhere in Europe doing a workshop and then I got a, a message out of blue she goes Johnny when can I see you again and I was like what's the matter like, I was like getting a bit worried I was like well I'm back on this day anyway I met up at the same sort of place she goes Johnny you changed my life I go well, I was expecting like oh my god she's I, know. I like, got AIDS. Right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Follow your advice, and It's totally different. My life has changed yeah. very You're terribly. Um, and she goes, I went to a singles party and uh, I gave a guy my number. That's amazing. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, and for like, anyone else, that's nothing. But for her, that was huge. That's a big deal. deal. Yeah. Right? And, then she, and he goes, the next day I went to another one and I invited a guy back to, oh, he went back to his house and, and I kissed him. And I was like, Oh wow! Right? wow. <laughs> I can't is... wait to hear number three. Yeah. 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 Was... He touched my boob. I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> there was no number three, but the next meeting she asked for, she sat me down. She goes, "Johnny, like, I've got a request, and I, I really just hope you don't think of me in a different way." I go, "What was that? You know, my ears are pretty. Like, what's she going to drop on me now?" She goes, "Will you marry me?" <gasps> no. I said, "You can't." Be you created serious. a monster, right? And she goes, yeah. "Johnny, after what I've experienced, I can't go back to Saudi." Like, I can't go back to Saudi. It's- oh, so by the way, I also made a Jew joke regarding a well, Saudi Arabia, which just for the record, I know they're not Jewish. <laughs> like, just for people yeah, listening, just her overanalyzing. You think I'm stupid? I'm going to. Yeah, yeah, I did. I just realized yeah. we're talking just, about a Saudi just, woman. So, so are you you're Jewish? Right? I'm Jewish. Yes, yeah. See, Dan. What? I told you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Do you think I'm Jewish? Yeah. Yeah. People yeah. think I'm Jewish sometimes. You're really? not. I'm not. No. Oh. I'm Jewish. 
Mm-mm. I knew you were Jewish. Yeah, yeah I make yeah. it very obvious. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's hiding it in this household. I've got like a, I've got a Judah. <laughs> a Judah. I love Judah, that. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Isn't that so funny? Like when when you when you meet like or you hear two Jewish girls speaking like, oh okay, I met this guy. Oh, uh, is he Jewish though? Right. It's always that, right. That. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Although my husband's not Jewish, but oh yeah, I know. That's, oh, that's why I've been kicked out of Judaism. So I wanted to, I wanted to go on, continue this conversation to mm-hmm. go on to the the models and tens that you were talking about because yes. I love I love this conversation about like opening people up because I think that that's where you were going is like yes. b- by you being curious and giving her ways to explore through your own style of conversation and curiosity mm-hmm. you were able to open up her mind but also unlock her in a way and mm-hmm. see her in a way that others have not been able to which made her infatuated with you potentially or maybe wanting just a mm-hmm. green card to stay in the UK I'm not sure about that but. She she felt this deep connection to you that she constantly wanted to update you and be close to you so that right. she can have more of that feeling. Yeah, which I understand how that could transfer over in your dating life with other women that you're actually interested in, rather than just being curious about. Yeah, yeah. So tell yeah. me about like dating models and tens. Is there a different set of rules well, f- first for of all, that? like you know, like if you you know, why are we having this conversation? Because men want to learn how to date uh, higher caliber women, right? Let's right. stop calling them tens first of all. Right. Let's. If you are having a problem of putting women on a pedestal based on the looks, like, and I don't like to give girls the numbers, but this is something that would help you. Just start calling them a four. Yeah, exactly, a four or a five, and then it's like, okay, visually she's a few things on my list, but what else? Mm-hmm. It's like I always describe it like you know, if it's Christmas Day, you know, Christmas Eve, you come home a little bit drunk or whatever in the family home, and there's this big present under the tree, and you know, you're feeling a bit cheeky. You walk over to it, and you realize it's got your name on it. So you tear it all the hole on the top, you have a look in, and you realize it's not what you wanted, right? And that's like looking at a, like a beautiful woman that's blessed with good looks, but she just hasn't got any content. You know, right. she hasn't got anything. But the, the sad reality is a lot of guys don't, they, you know, where on Christmas Day you just throw that thing in the, in the back of the wardrobe, that's a 20-year relationship for someone. They're just putting up with it. Yeah, oh, you know? such a good point. So what I'm trying to say is it's all women start at five, work out really what it is you're looking for, you know, your values, and qualify them through conversation. And let that bring the number up. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So how but do you do this? I think, um, I think it's a, a great way to say it is like put women on porcelain, not pedestals. And by porcelain, I mean like on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> like I she like poops that. too. Yeah, that's like actually her, a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. It humanizes them. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and, and if you want, I guess the, the big thing is access, right? A lot of people... Um, they put these sort of women on pedestals because they see them in the limelight all the time. They see them in magazines. They see them, um, you know, getting attention, all the likes on Instagram. Right, exactly. So that has to be your new normal. So if that is an attractive lifestyle for you, then you need to invest time in getting access to those sort of environments. So that's just normal. You know, it's, it's, you know, I'm from a place in, in the UK called Redden. Right, oh, where yeah. you know it, mm-hmm. you why, do. Why do you know that? <laughs> well, because I lived in the UK for <laughs> a short like, period of time when I was dating somebody who lived. You in, did. Where did he live? Not. Uh, Wait, you were not living in Essex. The UK? Where the hell did he live? It was two hours outside of London. I do know Redden. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So That's super. Random. I don't know anything about it. I just know the name Redden. So that was my cage. I had to escape. Right, and that was my normal for a long time, where women were not taking care of themselves. You know, the idea. You know, people's idea of a night out was, you know, get an absolutely 
battered, like pissed, and then going for like some fast food on the way home and maybe a fight. That'd be a good night. Yeah. You, you may know, know my like, ex. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that was my cage and I really had to get away from that. And for a long time, like I was just making that like hour trip in the car to London before I made London my home. And I was just building networks, building friends. And, you know, it wasn't about meeting women. It was about building those access points to then get opportunities to meet the women that I found attractive, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I just got a phone to a client today. He was like, look, I want to just get laid. I was like, listen, right? When I first started this, I also said the same thing. When I have that attitude, I never got laid. Do you know what I said? I'm going out tonight to meet fun and interesting people because I remove the outcome dependency. I remove the pressure. I focus on being social and I have a great foundation to meet anyone I want to meet. And when you've got these sort of access points, that's exactly the sort of mindset you want to be in. Mm-hmm. And don't celebritize people because, you know, I've spoken to famous people and I'm like, you know, what stops you dating from, you know, dating someone like Joe Bloggs, right, in the street? And they go, the, I, it, the moment they remove themselves from the categories, the moment that they put themselves in the fan zone. Right, exactly. Right? Yeah, and that's not where you want to be. No. Ever. So, see if you could have done this with James Franco, you could be. Dear doing God, it. I wish. Holy yeah, mackerel! We were on the plane with James Franco. Right? Yeah, we saw, we were on a flight with him last week, and now I have a huge crush. Yes, he huge. is very cute. He's very, much cuter. Very in real charismatic. Life. You, need to, you need to work on your access points. I know. I know. Your networking. Girl. I know. I'm like, here's my go. access point. I just go underneath <laughs> right. somehow. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's so, my but, access point. So, so um, well, with the models, right? So. So here's some tips, like, you know, if you've got to think of their world, you've got to think, okay, well, who, who has access to models? So I'd make friends with event organizers, I'd make friends with photographers, I'd make friends with PR people, I'd make friends with, you know, club owners, VIP managers, all these people that, you know, I, I know someone that wanted to get close to, um, who is it, one of the Victoria's Secret models, why can't I even think of her name, the Bra- one of the Brazilians. Her. Let's just call her her. Okay. A Victoria's Secret model, right? <laughs> on and, porcelain. And, and she's it, on the toilet right now. She's on porcelain. <laughs> and his strategy was genius. You know what strategy was? I'm going to get... Uh, I'm going to buy every bra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to stand on Victoria's Secret. For <laughs> I'm going to get training from her personal trainer. Oh, good idea. Good in. And I was like, that is just thinking completely outside the But box, is that right? too specific? Like, what if that fails? Like, what if she, he goes through all this? So, for example, for me. Mm-hmm. So, I, um, I, there's a man that you might not know named Adam Carolla. Mm-hmm. He's a comedian. He has a huge podcast. I've wanted to co-host his podcast with him for years. And it's, I've narrowed down. There, it's like when you go to school to become a doctor... That's hard, but there's a gajillion positions for doctors, whereas what I wanted to do was literally there's one position in the world, one. Mm. And so you put all this time and energy in, and then what if it doesn't work out? So for me, for example, I'm his fill-in co-host. I'm not the co-host. I'm close. But like with this guy, he puts all his time and energy in to work with her trainer and to da-da-da, all this kind of stuff, and then it turns out she's not interested in him whatsoever, and he just put all this time and energy into one person. He gets a good body at the end. Is he training other models? You know, like, is there more of an outlet, you know, besides that one person? Because I feel like we've talked about this before where it's called um, one-itis. Yeah, yeah. Where course. you see that one person, that's yeah. the person, but then... No, it- okay, so here's the deal. Like, if you're like, and I've done this as well. Like, I've, I've met a girl in, say, like, February, and I've known an instant that's my next girlfriend, right? And I was so certain about it. Mm-hmm. We fast-forward into November... I went to a best friend's birthday party and I made her my girlfriend that, that day, right? And I was so certain about that because I could keep my mind occupied by, by having other women that I was dating through those other periods. You know, Wait, so you actually made her your girlfriend? Like, or in your mind you made her your girlfriend? 
Well, first of all, I made in my mind, I was like, her. Like, but then you actually, it came true. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I've done that several times. Wow. Like, I will literally head hump. You know, I work out like what character traits I'm looking for, position myself, and really understanding that time is your friend. I think a lot of guys mess up where they're just trying to like accelerate. Dude. Okay. We've done we've done like 250 episodes of this podcast, and we've never talked about that. I feel like that, guys, time is on your side. Yeah, absolutely. Because men, number one, I feel like get better with age. Right. And they don't have to worry as much about the sperm bank. Like, shit's still going to impregnate somebody. Yeah. Whereas, so women, that's something that rem- women really have to worry about. I mean, maybe society tells a story about it, but physically there's actual science that tells us we do have to worry about it. Right. Whereas men, you guys have the clock on your side, and so you can be more patient and you can be more relaxed because there's no rush. I think, I think, you know, what goes through a guy's head is, oh, well, if I don't get her on a date like this weekend, she's going to find someone else and then she's going to shag someone else. Like, get over that, man. That's ridiculous. Like, if your interaction has left such an impact, right, consider that. Maybe she's going to sleep with someone, like, in between, like, now and the six months it's going to take for you to actually convert that into an actual proper relationship. But, like, you can't be so insecure of that sort of thing. Like, time really is your friend, you know, mm-hmm. and... I mean, Jesus, like it's, you know, you shouldn't be looking to just get laid so quickly. I mean, look, we can't dismiss like, okay, a lot of relationships, maybe if they, they fuck on the first night, yeah, they turn into a, a long relationship, that's fine. But like, I feel personally that it's a lot better if you just wait and, and kind of allow the emotional investment to kick in, right? Oh, definitely. Because then something's still growing right. in between the first encounter and then potentially when something more happens. Well, the, okay, so the question that I have from what I'm hearing, so let's say you are uh, Jimmy X from Utah who works in some nine-to-five job or is like a truck driver mm-hmm. who doesn't have the time or the know-how to find all these access points. Because you're too busy with all that beef jerky. With the beef jerky and driving on the road. But like, so how, like I'm trying to figure out like how to take everything that you're saying and put it towards somebody who may not be going after the Victoria's Secret model, right. who may just be going after that really cute girl at the truck stop. Like how, how do you take what, exactly what you've said to help that person? Well, in terms of what, what, what he just wants to meet the girl at the drugstore, mm-hmm. right? Well, I think he's got to make the best of what he's got, you know? And I think it's, again, I, I, I was on the phone to a couple of guys before we jumped in here, and I said, I just got off the phone to one guy very quickly. I was like, listen, from what you're telling me is, I'm glad you're working on, like, making sure you have more resources right now rather than trying to do a course with me because I'd rather you repair that the relationship you have with yourself before you step into another relationship with someone else. I'm on the woman's side here. I'm on the female side here. I'm trying to get a good deal for the women, right? And that means helping the guys redevelop themselves into someone they want to, someone who they are, someone that's worth being with, you know? Um, so that would be the first conversation I have with someone like that. I'd be like, look, I want to build up your self-esteem and confidence uh, so you are a good long-term investment. Mm-hmm. And, and then we can talk about like... How to go comp- after. Yeah, how to go after someone like that. But I mean, you know, everyday scenarios like that is... You know, a lot of people overthink the opener all the time. You know, when a simple, like, I, I believe this, it's something I've come up with very recently. Uh, more often than not, the conversation starts before you even open your mouth, mm-hmm. right? That's with your eyes, right? And Yeah, that was your James of, Bond look right out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, so, like, 
you know, women, there's so many women in this world right now that are walking around so frustrated with guys that just don't get it, right? Like, if she looks at you, it's on. Just assume it's on. Like, she's soon going to tell you if it's not. Yeah. So just take it, man. Just take that gamble. Yeah. And it's on to approach. It's not on. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And, you know, like, well, what if she looks at me and looks down? I go, yeah, that's the shy girl. That's the shy girl. You know, not all going to look at you and smile and go, yeah, I like you. Like, that's a special girl that does that. You know? Yeah, the other day I, I saw that movie that you saw, Lady Bird, and there's the scene um, where she goes out to the cool kid who's reading his book. He's like mysterious and cool and sexy. And he, in, in the boss says, I'm not paying you to flirt the girl to the girl. And then he looks up at her and he's like, I wish you were. And it's like very few times, if ever, that's going to happen. Right. That's not going to happen. It's not going to work, work out where someone's just going to be so blatant about it. So and like yeah, I thought more when uh, timid and shy around that yeah and uncomfortable. Like, I thought when I saw that I was like oh it would be so nice if that was actually just the way people were just so confident yeah. and honest and we're like yeah I wish you were flirting with me because I'm communicating with someone right now I wish that I wish I knew if they were flirting with me or if they weren't yeah and I'm too afraid to ask and I think they're too afraid to say well that's why you have to stop being too afraid to ask I know so um, I think we our time is actually almost up uh, we've talked about a lot of stuff but wow, I wanted to race I, through that I know but race I wanted to that. ask you mm-hmm. so so what are some differences sort of like fixate on the model stuff but because mm-hmm. we don't have a lot of people who typically that is their area of expertise I do want to know like what are some differences when approaching women who are very attractive and who are approached all the time versus like you know other women like Kristen and myself hey. <laughs> more of your average girls well, well, I but think, adorable at the okay, same time well, well, li- listen, and right, wonderful so and better than models marriage material versus yes versus <laughs> these cocky whores, bitches whores. who need to be on porcelain <laughs> yes exactly seats <laughs> well I guess look that would have been you, his you, spot to say um, something nice to us. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. He's trying so hard. He's like, what can I find redeeming? What can I find redeeming? I'm just kidding. Go on. <laughs> I think a guy's general instinct is to actually compliment, you know, like someone of that caliber on her looks. But really, that, that's a pattern that she's expecting. She's heard it right? a gajillion times. Right. I've heard it a gajillion times. Okay. So right. if I've heard it a gajillion times, so is she. But right. here's the deal. Like, um, <laughs> so... It's understanding that these sort of women have been trading off their looks for their whole life. Yeah. And what they haven't been sort of validated on is their thoughts and their ideas. So that's something that I like to kind of give guys a few pointers on. Like get a conversation where like she can reveal something about herself and then you validate her on a character yeah. as opposed to, you know, the way that she looks. I mean, I recently, I mean, I have a friend, you know, she's a beautiful model. She's like six foot tall. And I asked her, like, how many relationships you had? She goes, I've had two. Like you've had two relationships. I go, I don't believe you. How old is she? She's 31. Oh, damn. Right? Wow. And, That's not she's, and she's still allowed to model? <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> well, she's an ex-model, no, right? But she, she's absolutely beautiful. And I said, why is that? She goes, guys don't approach me. Yeah. Right? Because they find, guys find that They're intimidated. intimidated. But the chances are, like, you know, that's feedback from the horse's mouth. Like the reality is, those sort of women aren't getting approached that much. They're not. We had someone when we first started taping this podcast. I remember her coming on, and she was just talking about how she's a very confident, successful woman. She's very attractive. No one never gets approached ever, right. and it does actually start hurting your self esteem because then you start. Even though you can have have that much confidence as a woman, you're going, "Am I maybe not what yeah, men I, want, right. or am I really not desirable, or am I not putting out any sort of, am I not feminine? You know, like that, women will start that's, to question. See, that's the thing right there. It's, it's, we've seen a lot of alpha women yeah. uh, out there right now, and because I'm helping women as well, right? I'm not shouting about that, but actually women are coming to me, and I'm, I'm, I'm coaching them. And a lot of successful women, uh, women there was a woman that was the founder of, um, one of the founders of Virgin Galactic, actually, 
And her problem was that people find her intimidating. And I looked at her and we worked together and I go, look, you are actually coming across very masculine. We need to work on bringing back your femininity. And it's like, I understand that you're a very alpha in the workplace, but it doesn't mean you take that back into the family home and start pushing him around like he's an intern. Yeah. Because the man is then getting confused. He's thinking, well, what's my role here? You know, he's feeling emasculated. He's, he's no longer being able, the guy to the, is, is planning and, you know, doing all these things because she's kind of taking a lead. And then when she realizes that, go, why aren't you plan, planning anything? He's already developed. Right. You know, being comfortable. Because he knows that's not his zone. Like, yeah. So mm-hmm. he's like, well, what the hell do I do here? Right. So, you know, you know, it's not just all the men. It, you know, women need, those sort of powerful women really need to understand that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe crank it down just to make it easier on dudes as well. Like crank yes. down your, maybe your, you know. Yes, for just, sure. But even you, like you and I know that if somebody comes up to you and they're just like expecting you to lead the conversation, they're like, I, that did, is I did my high. And you're like, oh, yeah, come on. That's like, like have some when someone calls you on the phone and they're like, hey. Yeah, you're like, and I'm like, hey, what's up? Like, you called me. And yeah. It's like, not much. Yeah. I'm like, so, okay, oh I got to go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Add something to the conversation. So for, for so people that. who are listening. I have friends that do that. Like, how do you, how do you start the conversation that has you going into I a space? I'm going to call you later. <laughs> I'll like, hang hey, out. <laughs> with a British accent, you'd be like, hi. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, but so how, how do you get that three minutes so that you can find out something interesting about this beautiful woman? Because uh, for some guys who are listening, they're like, I don't even know how to find out something that could qualify her. That doesn't have to be Okay, here's a big thing. Like, there's a mechanism that I teach, and it's just called challenge, right? And it's basically, you hear a bit of content that comes out of someone's mouth. So let's make it, let's simplify things, right? Like, where's your accent from, right? And you're going to say, oh, it's from California. And so... I'm joining the dots in my head. I'm thinking, right, have I been to California? Can I relate to what you just said? Or am I absolutely pig ignorant about, about it and I don't know nothing? If you're pig ignorant, that's great because you know what? You're going to challenge her and you're going to ask her, like, tell me three interesting places I should totally check out. And then she's going to be thinking, oh, How do should, I what do I? Oh, okay. Well, um, and then she's, she's in, invested in that conversation. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to get more threads of conversation. You, you can go deeper and deeper and deeper as opposed to, oh, California. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So, um, That's yeah, cool. where you it's going? hot there. <laughs> right? And it's just, yeah. you, you're just not getting away from the surface. And that's all you're going to have is a surface-level conversation. Well, also, yeah. I, I like that you said, and I mean, this can't apply all the time, but I like that you said, where's your accent from rather than where are you from? Because I think exactly. where are you from is such a typical question, like blah, okay, whatever. But accent, all of a sudden, that can initiate a few different conversations yeah. or not connections. Where, where can you, the thing is, is that it doesn't really even matter what, what the question is that, starts it off it's what you do with it afterwards so even if it totally. is like a typical boring question like well, oh where are you from then you can add your own spice like even what laurel was talking but about it, in but the last episode totally like, yeah. but i think like something like the accent thing to me it's a subconscious thing and it is very minute but it's like he was listening to me exactly you know yeah, like you it, thought you were from california uh, <laughs> right and I'm like, oh, no i'm from the east coast god damn but it. it doesn't matter if you're right it doesn't matter if yeah. you're right or wrong right i just want a exactly response. right I just exactly want a response from you he wants something so that he can thread afterwards. Right. Well, not not just for like, and I know that you're not a pickup artist, but like I know that from a lot of people's point of views, like they're thinking pickup artists just want something to thread so I can use it to use NLP and anchor you in and manipulate you. It's not it's not like that at all. You're just looking to find out more information. Like I I like that you're using the term qualify because then you're putting it back in your hands as opposed yeah. to saying to a woman like me, like me, like me, you're saying, okay, do I like you? Well, well, his, and I love one. starting her out on a five, no matter what, she, well, you know, no matter how one. amazing or whatever. Let me jump in because here's something I really want to like put out there. It's like, Instead of stepping out there and seeing if women approve of you, it's stepping out there 
and seeing if you approve of her. Yeah. Right. That's that's the flip that a lot of guys need to understand. Yeah, exactly. and I think that I think that's the biggest the biggest thing. So whether you are interacting with a ten, a five, a model, a non model, whatever it is, it, it it is putting it back into your point of view. Does this person fit into my lifestyle? Does this person? It needs to be like looks. Okay, what else? Yeah, you know that's normal. What else? Yeah, you know what's the long term qualities that you know this is going to be the mother of my children for God's sake. You know, yeah. not just some bit of eye candy that I'm going to take to a restaurant. And impress or if mates. it is some eye candy that you're going to take to a restaurant, then does she fit into that need for that evening? <laughs> is she going to be able to have conversation with other people around me while I go have conversation with other people? So you have to yeah, figure out yeah, what the needs be, are for yeah. the night or for long term. Uh, Johnny, thank you so much for being it's on our girls. show. Uh, how do people get in contact with you, find out more about you? JohnnyCassell.com. That's the website. I'm on Instagram, London Dating Coach, YouTube, just I mean, Johnny Cassell, how you, Facebook. How do you spell Cassell? I didn't C- rhyme on purpose there. C A W S E L. Okay. Oh, perfect. All right. Well, thank you very much. Um, okay. And you can find Kristen on her other podcast, Mentally Chill. Mm-hmm. And then also on. And Marnie was on an episode as well that you can listen to. I was. To. Was it episode number 32? I Do think. people like it? Yes. So far, everyone said great things. All four people. And they called you Auntie Marnie. <laughs> F off. I have a lot of listeners. I know you do. No, I mean, I have some, but. Auntie, I like that. Uh, yeah, because I'm the I, they call me mother, which is because they're chill. But it's like chil- auntie. That's um, it's a it's a Hawaiian thing. When they call everybody auntie, it means like you're close. you're like part of the fam. Yeah, yeah. Which you're, I think that's you're auntie nice. Marnie. I know that felt kind of nice when you were mm-hmm. that to me. Um, but new episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at five PM Pacific. Please don't be an idiot and download individual episodes. Please subscribe. It's just easier for you. It like pings and you can listen to it automatically. And just for the record, on what? my mentally chill podcast, I have a Patreon page. So if you like me or anything that I do, you can subscribe on Patreon and support me and it all goes toward my show. I'm trying to build it up. I bought, so Marnie and I have this beautiful mic set up all thanks to my Patreon donors. Yes. It's patreon.com slash mentally chill but now I have to slowly pay off the microphones right. with the Patreon money coming in but if you have been listening to Ask Women and you like me and you just want to continue to support me, please go there and uh, do what like a $2 it? donation a month. What is it? It's patreon.com slash mentally chill. Okay, perfect. Um, Please share this episode with as many people as you can. We appreciate the support. You guys are awesome. We'll see you next week. Money, 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 money. Oh, yeah. Money. (laughs)